The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. What is up, Packers fans? Welcome to another edition of For Cheddar or Worst, Acme Packing Company's podcast surrounding the good, and this week a lot of good surrounding the Green Bay Packers and the bad as well. Uh, I am your host, Chris Burke, joined alongside my co-host, Lindsay Hansen. Uh, Lindsay, it's a little different format for our show this week, but it is now... Uh, it's two days after the game when we're recording this, but I think we can still call it a victory Saturday. Uh, 1,000%. It's a victory weekend after that game. That was so good. I mean, I think this is the first time um, that we have just, we don't even have enough like time and room for all the good. That's it's a good spot to be. <laughs> yeah, you know, we, we we always try to when we put the show together, you know, and I we start putting these notes together. We try to balance the good with the bad, you know, just to try to balance it because you know football is all kind of about that. There's a lot of good, and there's a lot of bad with every team, mm-hmm. uh, but this week the good definitely outweighs the bad. This is not a uh, balanced show by any stretch of the imagination, just because uh, the vibes after this loss are, um, as Justice would say, the vibes are immaculate. After this uh, after win. this one. Yeah. After this one. Um yeah. So yeah, I just no, 1000%. And it feels it feels good. This was our this was our initial setup uh when we kicked off for cheddar or worse. We reviewed each game. So this is kind of cool getting to do this again. Um since now we preview, it's fun to do a review. Yeah, you know, I, I hate I hate short weeks. I really do just for the players, just you know, with health and everything, but Hey, it gives us a chance to, you know, turn the clock back a whole year. Uh, just kind of how we started this yeah. whole shindig. Um, so definitely kind of a kind of a fun throwback there. But uh, the Packers, obviously, just to recap, 29-22 winners over the Detroit Lions in Ford Field on Thanksgiving. Uh, Detroit losing once again, not only on Thanksgiving, but in the, um, I'm going to butcher the name of this moon, uh, the Waxing Gibbous Moon, I think waxing they said they lost like Gibbous. Gibbous. 13 straight losses like that. I mean, I got a feeling a former quarterback, he who shall not be named, is like, really, really, I leave. And now y'all want to start talking about the moon and the stars. But, uh, you know, that that bad man can't hurt us anymore. And he has his own problems in New York anyway. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it's just definitely a uh, – so the Packers are now five and six. And, uh, you know, given where they were a few weeks ago. Oh, my God. You know, this uh, – we could actually start talking playoffs – Playoffs, you know, we can actually start legitimately, you know, we're going into December now and uh, 
you know, given where they were, they're going to be playing meaningful football, which is, uh, like I said, where they were three weeks ago. I will take that uh, 1, given 000, where they were earlier. 1,000%. I mean, so this is our first Thanksgiving, the Packers' first Thanksgiving Day win since 2011. And the Lions uh, haven't won on Thanksgiving since 2016. So that's, I mean, that's crazy. Like when you, when you look at it like that and to have it be such a phenomenal game, I, I truly, I was like, is this, and I I tweeted this um, Thanksgiving night, but I was like, is this a, like fever dream from all the food that I just ate. Is this actually real life? Because it felt like classic Packers football. It was so much fun to watch. It was a really, really good game. And the way that they kicked it off was chef's kiss. It was perfect. And it really set the tone for the rest of the game. And it was just it's pretty wild, like what what a turnaround the last few weeks have been. And now we're just one game behind the Vikings and we aren't we aren't being written off in terms of playoff contention. So it's it's a wild thing. Um, but man, it's so much fun. Yeah, you know, going through that losing streak before, you know, I I thought, you know, the, I'm like, boy, this team is going through it. And the way things were going, I'm like, are they're going through it, but are they going to come out of it? Uh, they definitely look like, especially on offense, they look like they've now gone through it, and they are coming out of it. Uh, the offense for not just you know, you know, the yeah butts can stop. I think a little bit now. You know, they beat they beat the Chargers, but it was like yeah, but the bad pass defense. You know, now they came in and beat Detroit, division leader, uh, one of the top teams in the league. No, no disrespect there at all. Uh, they showed up i mean the packers showed what they could be and it's it looks like it's starting to come together it does you know and you know and it's this is not something where I, i'm going to delude myself into thinking detroit's going to free fall and green bay is going to win the division or actually even make the playoffs although they do have a great shot and i would love to see it you know this is still i it's still you know with this season it's still about setting up for 2024 and beyond and i could not be more excited now about the future of the packers you know i i'm eating a little bit of crow you know after turkey you know a little bit of crow you know, <laughs> you know, I, I, I feel a lot better about this team. And Jordan Love is showing, you know, he, again, to say what I said, you know, earlier in the season, he doesn't need to be God. He doesn't need to be Aaron Rodgers. He just has to be solid to, you know, solid, just a solid quarterback. And he's actually been a little above that um, the last four weeks. And I, you know, I think they might have something there, but we'll talk, you know, we'll talk a little bit more about that uh, in a little yeah. bit. But just uh, kind of getting into the news here a little bit, the Packers beating Detroit. Uh, despite a laundry list of injuries, Aaron, yeah. no Aaron Jones, uh, just a Wicks. lot. They were just no, no Dontavian and Wicks, who's their number one receiver. Jane Reed, uh, shout out to him for stepping up again. Uh, just they were, they were so beat up. And I think it just, you know, now that they've kind of got that mini buy, uh, we'll just have to kind of keep an eye on things. Way too early to speculate on who will and won't suit up uh, against Kansas City because that game is still more than a week away. But definitely, uh, an impressive win considering how many injuries they had. 1000%. I mean, Jones being the, um, you know, one of the core ones, I, it really sucked to had to lose him again. I mean, we just got him back. He's been having a pretty rough season in terms of injuries. 
and he is our, he's definitely our RB one, but Dylan stepped up too, uh, with the exception of one, maybe, uh, <laughs> one kind of wild play where he ran into love, but, um, I mean, they, he, he really did step up in a, in a major way and, and every single player did, it wasn't just Dylan. It was every single player who, I mean, it was just, it was fun. It was so much fun to watch. It, you know, it, it was almost like a throwback. I'm like, Oh, is this what it's going to be now? You know, it kind of gives us, you know, a lot of hope moving forward. It was just a lot of fun to watch. You know, you kind of made me sweat a little bit towards the end. You know, I thought they got a little, little soft later, but it was definitely a much better game to watch and they controlled it. You know, they, they never trailed. It was the, uh, they led the entire way thanks to that missed extra point earlier in the game, but I'm looking at the injury report again here. So no Jair Alexander. Can't forget about him. Rudy Ford out. Devondre Campbell, Josiah DeGuara, Dontavian Wicks, and then Caleb Jones was also hurt. Uh, Aaron Jones also injured, you know, just uh, as we just talked about. Just a lot of guys hurt. And uh, they a lot of people really stepped up. And now you think, you know, the progress they made last week. Think about when Wicks and Jones and Campbell and Jair are back. Uh, mm-hmm. This they might actually be sitting pretty good. They're probably going to need a lot to still go their way uh, in terms of getting into the playoffs, but still a lot of season left and it's the calendar is going to say December and we're playing meaningful football. So I can't, uh, no complaints there considering we were talking about a rebuild. You know, there, there was talk about tanking going on a few weeks ago. And I think that has been shelved uh, for the rest of the year, you know, in terms of tanking for a better draft pick, get out of here with that. No, there's, there's a playoff berth at stake. Uh, let's go win some games. That's kind of my mindset now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a great spot to be in. Who knows what will happen? Uh, we do have a very hard opponent coming up um, against the Chiefs, um, but we'll talk about that a little bit later. But, you know, I mean, there is there's still a lot of football left. And if we keep playing the way we have been for the past few weeks, um, Oh, there's, we are, we are very much in the running and that's, that's really exciting considering uh, where we've been for the first half of this season. It's really freaking cool. Yeah, it is. So let's talk a little bit more about the, uh, about the lions here. So Lindsay, uh, yeah. uh, what are, we got, a, we got, a, we got a lot of happy happiness to go around. Got so a lot of happiness and joy to go around. Yes. I, this Thanksgiving, I was thankful for, uh, for the Packers and <laughs> for that game. Um, that definitely made the list of things that I was thankful for. So let's start with Jordan Love, right? I mean, uh, we've seen him kind of over the last few weeks kind of come into his own a little bit. And I feel like each week, we're starting to see a bit more uh, progress from him and potential and promise. So he, uh, not yesterday, on Thursday, he had um, 22 of 32 passes through for 268 yards, three touchdowns and zero interception interceptions, which was huge. Uh, interceptions have been a, a pretty big problem for love um, you know, that comes with the territory of making those big throws that he likes to make as well. But, uh, you throw in that 37 yard run, uh, <laughs> that he had, 
his career uh, longest. I mean, that was really cool to see. I thought for a second that he was going all the way and I was screaming, jumping up and down. It was really cool. Um, that's something that as, you know, having a young QB, you don't get as nervous as you do when you have a veteran QB who's running that far. Um, and love just proved his athleticism and his quickness and, um, his, you know, uh, he, his willingness to make the plays himself if he can't, you know, if he can't find any other options. So it was really good, a good, good game from love, um, specifically. And also we have, you know, we're, we'll touch on all the others, but, um, it, it's, it's promising and it makes me really excited to see him continue to um, continue to hone his craft and, and grow as a QB. I it's yeah, it's got me real excited for the future. Oh, for sure. And you know, that that stat line could have actually been even better. There were a couple drops. Um, Dobbs dropped one. I think Reed had another um, balls could have been a little better, but the receiver still should have caught them. So there, that, that could have even been a bigger, uh, stat line and he had that ball that he underthrew to Watson. I mean, not, this is not make, knocking love at all. I'm just saying this game was already a monster. This game could have been historical. Uh, at that point, he would have had well over 300 yards, uh, great completion percentage, which was still good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just another touchdown. It's just, you know, they just they're, they're missing some some stuff by inches, and it just shows you how close this offense is, and they're already showing improvement. So I'm just, man, I'm I'm telling the rest of the NFC North right now, sleep on the Packers all you want. Uh, starting next year, they're a coming. Uh, and I think, you know, Jordan Love, I think is, you know, I I don't know if he's ready. To, I don't know if the Packers should offer him a big extension yet. Um, I think, you know, if he carries this over into next year, I think, you know, then I think you'd do it. But definitely showing progress. Um, you know, that was the one thing we talked all about at our family gathering was, boy, they might have something in that number 10. Uh, just uh, phenomenal to see. You know, he kept himself calm, doesn't. The best thing about love is he doesn't get too high and he doesn't get too low. He's, he's just steady. And yep. when you've got a young team going through it, uh, you couldn't ask for a better, a better leader under center. Yeah. One, 1,000%. Um, and I think that definitely comes naturally. Uh, that's not something yep. that you can, you know, you can teach. So that is well, yeah. a great quality to have in a, in a QB. Yeah, and that that run that looked like it was a run pass option, and he kept it. I thought he he even faked me out on that when he took off. It's like that was just a brilliant play call by Matt Lafleur, and then the great decision at the line by Love. Uh, finally, got to see him run in the open field a little bit when it's not under duress. Uh, yeah. I too thought he might have gone all the way, but I was very relieved to see him slide and not just lower the shoulder. You know, that was a yeah. very veteran veteran type move. So uh, that was that was an incredible play. It was. Yeah, it really was. Um, Speaking of incredible plays, that opening drive. Oh, my God. Watson, we finally uh, saw, you know, the Watson that we saw last year um, a little bit. Yes. Or on, on Thursday, he had his best day of the year by far. He had five receptions for 94 yards and one touchdown. Um, the opening drive was that explosive 53 yard catch to kick off the game. It was just a tone setter. It is exactly what we needed. And I mean, 
it was just, it was, it was beautiful. And, uh, and yeah, Watson definitely stepped up in a major way and he was targeted more as well. So he, uh, he really made the most of it. And I think, um, you know, love is, is starting to build relationships with these wide receivers, with these young guys. And we're starting to see the fruits of that. And that's huge. Yeah, def for sure. Uh, you know, it was a contested catch. You know, there, there's been all that talk about him there. Kind of answered the bell there. And that was one of those plays like if that, you know, if we all think back to week one last year when Rodgers and Watson couldn't connect on that deep pass against the Vikings and then that game went off the rails, you know, this was kind of the opposite. This, they they connected and that game, the game, they were just off and running at that point. That's why when, if you're going to take a shot down the field like that on the very first offensive play of the game, you got to connect because if you don't, uh, you could end up in disarray and things could kind of go bad. So kudos to Matt LaFleur for showing trust in his young quarterback, you know, taking a shot down the field like that and Watson for that matter. Uh, and then once I saw that, once I saw that, it's like, Ooh, they, boy, they, they're in, they're in it for this. They're not uh, yeah. playing it safe. They're, they're cutting what they're cutting love loose, which that, uh, that was nice to see. Absolutely. Yeah. Another, um, another receiver, Jaden Reed, he is quickly becoming a fan favorite. I think it's safe to say uh, this guy is he's good and he continues to show up each week. Um, Love definitely trusts him as well, to my point earlier, to get the job done. And for the most part, he does. He had only four receptions for 34 yards, but he did get that uh, that touchdown and he made some really big uh, made some really big plays. So. I, I'm excited about Reed, um, as well to just, I mean, he is, he is a good solid, uh, receiver for us. And I, I do think that we're only gonna, we're only scratching the surface with him. We're only going to continue to see him make, um, you know, big plays for us. And yeah, it's, it's a good place to be. For sure. And without Dontavian Wicks, you know, it's kind of like, okay, Jane Reed, what you got? And uh, he was, you know, he didn't have the big, he wasn't the big, big star of the day. That was actually Watson, like we just talked about. Uh, but he's there. He's been dependable for the most part. You know, he's still a rookie, so mistakes are going to be made. We get that. Uh, but he has just been rock solid for him. And he's been a good security blanket for Jordan Love. And uh, they're, they're starting to build a connection too. So this is why, you know, you talk about having this young offense just grow together. Uh, when you could build connections like that, going through what they have, that's going to build a trust, a connection that a lot of other teams don't have long term. It's just a stay patient. Uh, we're we're seeing dividends pay off, and it's only going to get better from here. Yeah, one thousand um, percent. Malik Heath too. I mean, I, I he oh, his stats are insane. Okay. So he came in for Wix as uh Wix undergoes that concussion protocol. He had only four receptions uh for 46 yards, but he only played 11 snaps. His Chris, get this. His yards per route uh let's see. Hold on. Yards per route run uh which is that metric from PFF averaged 9.2 yards per route and Tyreek Hill who we all know is I mean I know for many reasons he's in my fantasy and he's a uh he's just he's amazing he's incredible um but his 
his is 4.06 going into week 11 yards per route. So that is the fact that he is averaging (laughs) 9.2 and he only played 11 snaps. That's insane. That's wild. For sure. You know, he was, he was one of those players, you know, you heard during camp that were keep an eye on, keep an eye on. And then he kind of vanished a little bit, you know, once the regular season started. Uh, but obviously injuries brought the necessity of bringing him back up, but you know, that is an insane stat for him. You know, somebody mentioned to him as the Alan Lazard replacement and, you know, stuff like that is a very good reason why, but I also, you know, I want to give him credit down for his blocking. He showed a lot of Lazard like run blocking, you know, blocking for other receivers. Uh, He showed some skill there uh, and is a very cheap, uh, you know, he's, he's basically has become the, he could become the new Lazard, you know, depending how things play out the rest of the way. And speaking of Alan Lazard, I have to throw some more schadenfreude towards the New York Jets here because uh, I am petty like that. Um, Alan Lazard last night, healthy scratch. The Jets are paying him. Oh, God, they're paying him a lot of money. 44 they million, scratch. I think. Yep. For two years, I think it's $22 million a year or something like that. Uh, that. That can't be right. But they're paying him a lot of money. Um, and he was a healthy scratch. He's had some issues with drops. And I guess this is why players play and coaches coach. And this is do not let uh, this is why you don't let your quarterbacks hijack the organizations, folks. If you do give them a little more control, this is why you take it right back. Just saying. But I'm not petty. I'm not bitter. Not at all. (laughs) It just uh, I mean, it's it's, (laughs) go ahead. (laughs) I was just going to say, do you feel better? (laughs) I I do, because it uh, (laughs) I, I just. I do because I you know it's it. it's just uh, it's, mm-hmm. yeah. Forgot who forgot who said it in our Slack chat, but when when the trade happened, GMs are back in the GM is back in control, and it's so true. Yeah, yeah, no, it's uh, yeah, your pettiness. I love it. Keep <laughs> keep. Don't ever change. Don't ever oh, change, well. Chris. <laughs> well, it's. Well, when you work in Green Bay Media and you have that the Rogers stuff that's gone on over the last few years, and you have to you have to endure it, you you develop feelings. You you have to be objective, of course, but you develop feelings and you develop opinions. <laughs> uh, but I'm actually right. trying. I'm actually trying to look up the um, twenty-two million. Okay, so twenty-two million guaranteed, eleven the year, eleven million a year salary. It was a four-year contract, so it's eleven per. Uh, for Alan Lazard is a four-year, $44 million contract, not yeah. for two. So just, just want to make sure we got that right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. All right. So uh, Rashawn Gary, he is next on our show notes. Oh, Gary. He uh, tied his career most sacks with three again on Thursday. Um, he got the uh, the game ball, and if anyone hasn't seen the video yet, uh, I highly, highly encourage you to go to the uh, the Packers YouTube and uh, and watch that because that is it tugged at the heartstrings. It was so sweet. He was like, "I'm so tired of crying in front of you guys." <laughs> uh, he didn't um, say you guys. He didn't say you guys. Uh, bleak, yeah. But it, well, I'm definitely not saying that. So. <laughs> nope, nope. But we'll call it a. Um, we'll just call it a. Um, I'll use the phonetic alphabet. He called him. I'm tired of crying in front of you, uh, Mike Foxtrot. So MF. He was 
Uh, and, and it was a, that's an enduring term in that locker room, just to be clear. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah. No, nothing but love. And it was just, it was really cool to see. Um, Gary is such a special guy and he has, you know, he's had some, uh, he came back from a pretty major injury. Um, I think, what was it? End of last season? Or Yeah, it was, it was a year ago. It was in Detroit. I think he got hurt in Detroit. Yeah. Last um, year. Um, yeah. And so it was just really great to see him have such a dominant performance against, you know, against a division rival and on a yep. game that really, really counted. So, yeah, he, um, you know, you talk about somebody who's just who has gone through it um, from the draft bus label, you know, to the ace to, you know, finally coming on developing uh, and then, you know, having the ACL injury. To coming back from that, I mean, this guy, we we just did. He's he's arrived. I think we have to consider him. Um, he's going to be a Packers Hall of Famer at some point. Not a Pro yeah. Football Hall of Famer. I just want to be crystal clear. Um, but he's been through. He's done everything the right way. Committed. Came back, kicking butt, taking names. Uh, just an incredible human being. I love uh, a lot of people. A lot of people stood stood by him. He has done the number fifty two uh, proud uh, after Clay Matthews left. So. Yeah. just uh just a remarkable human being and a remarkable player special player and you can tell by that locker room video uh they they love him uh, and i gotta say I'm, I'm super proud of him he's just uh glad he's on our side <laughs> and absolutely uh, speaking of matthews by the way he uh he just got um in or inducted or like nominated it was announced that he is going into the packers hall of fame um, as well. Yeah, that is that is correct. He um, is very much a uh, you know he shout out to him too. I mean he's he was a very special part of that group that had that run from you know ten through fourteen. Uh, so kudos to him for that for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, uh, Jonathan Owens, man, he also had a. Uh, a great game. We haven't uh, we haven't really seen uh, this type of game from Owens um, uh, this season yet, but he had a really, really strong game. It was his first time he got a fumble recovery um, from one of Gary's sacks. And I believe it was Gary, right? Believe that is correct. Yes, I, well, it wasn't um, I don't know. I don't think that technically went as a sack because it, it was a fumble. Or, but, sorry, fumble. Yeah, it was yeah, a pressure. Yeah, yeah. It was a pressure. Yep. Yeah, you're right. Um, yes. Yeah, so it uh, he he recovered that ball and drove it to the end zone and uh, got his first uh, NFL career touchdown. Uh, he said it was his first time in the end zone since high school. Um, really cool to see. I know Simone Biles was uh, ecstatic, and it was just a cute moment between them. Um, uh, but yeah, it was just a, it was a great, it was a great play by him, and he he definitely showed up in a major way on Thursday as well. Um, and it's it's most certainly worth calling out and highlighting. Oh, for sure. Um, you know, and I got to give him pre- the uh, kudos just for the heads up. Um, you know, that everybody was kind of standing around because they thought the ball had fallen incomplete or it was blown 1, incomplete. He had the, he had the hindsight to pick that up and run with yep. it. And it turns out they hadn't blown the play dead. And had he not had that foresight, um, you know, that, that could have, that could have been a completely different play. So great job by him. You know, he's, he's taken some, he's had some struggles, 
Uh, but he's gotten better the last few weeks. I mean, he was he made it. I think I can't remember if it was Gibbs or Montgomery. Uh, he flew in on a clean tackle. I made everybody in our living room kind of stand up and go, whoa. Just he flew in and made a great hit, a clean hit, yeah. by the way. Yeah. Um, also leading with the shoulder was just a perfect tackle. And it's like, boy, if he can play, that would be that would be amazing. You know, under that would be a great uh great development, you know, considering the where the Packers have issues at safety. One thousand percent. Yeah, no, that was it was really, really cool to see. Um, another last thing on our our list. I mean, guys, the truth is we could have um we could have about 20 more things that we add to the the cheddar section of the show, but we don't want to take too too much of your guys' time. Um, so we're ending with Kraft, uh, who who scored scored the touchdown. Um uh, his first career touchdown, and that was the um, that was on the second straight scoring drive uh, to start the game for the Packers. Very cool to see. Definitely worth uh, calling out. I think he is. Um, I think he had a, a rough start, and we didn't see much um, opportunity there. Um, and I mean, even still, right? He was only targeted twice, um, but he caught both of those for a total of 15 yards and one of them was a touchdown. So, I mean, that's, that's huge. And uh, I think we can, you know, if we can find a way to utilize him as, as one of the weapons in our, um, you know, in our tool belt, I think we, we will have a good thing going. For sure. You know, and it's good to see the other, you know, tight end kind of, Come into play because there's been a lot of hype, rightfully discussed, right hype was thrown towards uh, Luke Musgrave, uh, but Tucker Craft, you know, was definitely somebody else. A lot of people really liked uh, when he was drafted. You know, that his opportunity has come with um, Luke Musgrave, who actually spent time. Matt Lafleur said spent time in the hospital after last week's game due to a uh, lacerated kidney. So, ouch! And he played through that. So, uh, also insane. shout out to Musgrave for playing oh, through that. Gosh. But you know, when when you know when we talk about next next guy up, next person up. You know, this is what we're talking about. And if he, if making an opportunity like that, like Kraft did, um, definitely, you know, he's going to get that. Might hopefully get Matt Lafleur, you know, more two tight end sets, working exactly. both into the game a little bit. It's just, it's it's just one more card in the arsenal, and I hope he does succeed, just because he's a Packers in Dairyland, and I just I'm ready for all the Kraft cheese puns um, <laughs> that we can make. So. <laughs> I could I could feel Lindsay's eyes rolling from two thousand miles away. <laughs> <laughs> she knows what our Slack chat will turn into. Um, oh yes, but yeah, it's uh, it's just uh, it, it's good to see it. I I hope this is just the hope this is the start of a good um, hot finish of the season for him. Me too, definitely. All right, guys. Well, we will end there with the cheddar section of our show. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with some of the things uh, that, you know, were a little rough, but there's not a lot. So that's a good spot to be. We'll be right back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, welcome back. So not a whole lot here in the worst section. So instead of a full-blown not worse, we're just going to call maybe these little smokies. I guess at this point, yeah, just the little, the mini sausages, um, mini corn dogs, (laughs) whatever you want to call them. But uh, the main thing that kind of annoyed me at the end, and this might just be everybody's Joe Barry bias coming into play, but you know, I I started to sweat a little bit at the end there, you know, the Packers kind of let off the gas. The Detroit went down, scored pretty quickly, uh, got a couple more points, got, got a couple scores there um, with the two point conversions there in the second half. Uh, while the offense moved the ball, just couldn't 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 finish the job. Um, and I think you know that's just I I wish again that Joe Barry would just stay on the gas a little bit. You know that didn't seem like they were sending as much pressure. Yes. Um, you know I it just you got to you got to stay on the gas a little bit. You still have a still got a young group, so that's my main concern. When just because we're all scarred from that one game, I'm not going to say which one. Uh, anytime a Packer comes down to an onside kick, I just get flashbacks and cold sweats. But I think, you know, that's the one, that's the one area, you know, concern I've got is everybody's been hyping up Joe Barry and rightfully so they've, they've done a good job overall. Um, but I just, you got to stay on the gas a little bit longer. Yeah, no, I mean, you have to play until the end of the game. The game isn't over until that clock hits zero, especially in the NFL. Uh, and especially with a team like the lions. So I, uh, you know, I, I think we, as a just Packers fans in general, I think we were all sweating a little bit when we saw uh, the defense clearly let up the gas, um, especially towards the end of the fourth quarter. Uh, yes, we were ahead and we were winning, but that doesn't mean that it wouldn't have turned into um, a you know, it was just, it was too close. We weren't winning enough to have them be as lax as they seem to be in the fourth quarter, especially. Yeah. It just did, you know, that, that game, this game should have been a little more, a little more out of there. Um, you know, so the Packers did, you know what, they did have one touchdown in the third quarter there a little bit. So I also think, you know, the offense struggled a little bit. I mean, there were long drives. I mean, they had one drive, so they had one, what am I looking at here? One, well, not including the final kneel down, I guess we'll say one, two. They had four drives in the second half. Uh, one touchdown, three punts. You know, all the one drive, only the, none of them were three and out, so that's a positive. Uh, but they just kind of couldn't connect. So there was a 28-yard drive. Uh, touchdown drive was short. That was after that ill, that was after that stupid fake field goal attempt on Dan Campbell, Dan Campbell's part. I mean, I love his you know, going for broke mentality, but, uh, you know, just that I confused by that one. I'm happy he made the call as a Packer fan, but, uh, yeah, <laughs> just still kind of a questionable one there. So they had a short field there and they scored, uh, they had a 13 yard drive and a 46 yard drive. So it was six plays, uh, five plays, six plays. So they didn't go three and out, uh, but it would have been nice to get a little more points. I'm probably nitpicking here. So like, nice, I'm not a big thing. I just, maybe that's Matt LaFleur just kind of letting off a little bit. So I guess same thing to him, just stay on the gas a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, for sure. And I mean, you know, I, I think, um, I think we all know that, uh, it was a really, really strong performance by, uh, all sides of the Packers and it was a great game to watch. Um, and you know, some of these things like they may be a little bit nitpicky, but um, we're at a spot right now with this game that like nitpicky is all we got <laughs> for the rough section. So, um, so there's that. Yeah, exactly. You know, and it's, this is kind of something this is, as we keep going, this we're getting nitpickier as I go here. Uh, next list, next thing I got on the list is just the game got a little, as they say, chippy at the end, you know, during the pile, I forgot one pile after a fumble or something happened. Somebody yeah. picked a line off and threw them off. Just some of these, some of these chippier games, you know, you got a younger team. They're a little more feisty. I just, sometimes, you know, we talk about a lack of discipline flaring up sometimes. I, like I said, this is a nitpick here, but you know, definitely something worth watching as the season goes on. You know, if these games get tighter and you have lapses of judgment like that, that can, that can cost you games. It can um, so change. Yeah. Yeah. Change so, so Definitely something I think, you know, Matt LaFleur has just got to keep an eye on a little bit, just a little more, you know, stay in the course a little bit there in terms of discipline. Um, you know, we saw that, um, we saw that with Levitt, you know, what after, you know, I thought maybe that was the message, you know, in special teams, you had that dumb penalty where LaFleur chewed at, chewed him out on the sidelines. And two days later, um, he was cut. He's off the team. So mm, maybe, maybe, yeah. you know, maybe that's the memo that's going out. So this obviously wasn't a huge deal, uh, mm. but just something I think they just got to do a little bit better job of, but not to the end of the world by any imagination. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and then finally, just uh, one more, just uh, Carlson's, uh, Anders Carl, Anders Carlson, again, you know, he had that 63 yard field goal uh, that he missed. Um, not going to, knock too much on that one yeah, uh just i'm I more ups- i'm more upset about the you know the the black that that almost i held my breath on that one just because i thought you know and i i put it on their list as a carl's and miss but that's not really fair is just you know that almost blew up in their face you know that i started holding my breath more and more uh during that run back so just obviously if you're gonna you got to make sure you can take care of business here. If you're going to attempt a field goal on that, like you got to be prepared for a team to return that, uh, especially yeah. when you got a rookie kicker back there. So 1000%. Uh, yeah. Flawless game overall for the special teams. Really absolutely flawless. Cause you know, they sniffed out that fake punt, um, which I wouldn't have been expected there. Cause I didn't expect anybody in the right mind to do it. But uh, as I said before, Dan Campbell is a man rarely in his right mind. So, um, so that, uh, you know, I just think that was one thing that, you know, you just got to be more prepared on. And again, I'm emphasizing knit picks here, folks. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. And I mean, 63 yards, that is far. And, um, you know, just to say what it is, I mean, it was a really straight, great kick. It was just a little short. I almost thought, cause when I was, when I was watching it, I was like, oh, he's not going to make that. Like, that's too far for, uh, for this, this kid. Um, but at like when it was on the TV, it almost looked like it was good. And then I saw the, you know, the refs like make, you know, the no good, uh, um, hand movements. But I, for a second was like, oh shit, he did it. Um, but I will say it was a strong kick. It just, it was a little bit short, 52 yards is his career best. Um, 
So I think it's important to to consider that as well. But yeah, I mean, it would have been great to get um, uh, that field goal, but in the end, we didn't need it. And that's not to say it's not important and we should make those. Um, but it was it worked out for us this time. One hundred percent. And like I said again, nitpick. Uh, so I'm not going to be too. Yeah, I'm not going to be. I'm not. I'm not going to bang the drum too hard on that one. It's, it's just like uh, uh, Jim Gaffigan's hot pocket nitpicky. Yes, it, yes. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that bit. That is, yeah, that is a callback. Um, <laughs> so that's kind of going to do it for the Lions game here. So we got a week. We'll have. We'll be back next week with a preview episode, looking ahead to the Kansas City Swifts. I mean Chiefs. Yeah. Uh, coming in uh, and, and I, before anybody's in the comments i don't consider myself a swifty but i am very pro taylor swift um given, i'm the same exact way i love given taylor given swift. given a lot of the celebrity examples that are out there i think she is an excellent role model for everybody and she by all accounts is as genuine a human being as she appears 1, on camera and online um and i'm also very pro travis kelsey mr pfizer himself um, that's not the reason why I'm a fan of him, obviously, but he's just also my fantasy tight end and who's kept me competent despite the fact that I'm one in 10 uh, in fantasy <laughs> this year. You lose three quarterbacks, Saquon Barkley and Christian Watson is a dud for most of the year. Uh, this is kind of what happens. Oh, um, yeah, that's, that's rough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just kind of a rough, rough year for me there, but I would love imagine? if Taylor Swift came to Lambeau. Oh my God. She would set Green Bay on fire if she came to that game. I mean, can you imagine her and Simone Biles? I mean, the internet would implode and it would be I happening know. in little old Green Bay, Wisconsin. I gotta look I at I know. Yeah. You know, I gotta look at her. I gotta look at her tour dates. I think she actually might be, she could come to this. Um, I'm looking at here. Hang on. I'm not, like I said, I'm not a Swifty and Lindsay's not a Swifty. So I got to look this up. Uh, let's see. So her next concert is not until if this is, if I'm reading this right, uh, is not until December 15th. So mm, she may make an appearance. Actually, that would be I actually, I lied. I actually, fake news. I lied. She is in Brazil uh, today and tomorrow, but then she doesn't have another concert until February. Oh, okay, so she's yeah, she's probably taking time for the holidays. She yeah. may. That would be, that would be pretty wild to have Taylor Swift at Lambeau Field. That's uh, that's something that I would not hate. Um, and as long as she brings good luck for the Packers and not the Chiefs, then I'm good with that. Well, <laughs> they just they've... transfer that good luck. <laughs> they have Taylor Swift. We have Simone Biles. I mean, it's you know, it's. Two, two different goats, if you want to call it that. Two, <laughs> um, two giants. Yeah, that's true. Um, you know, it's the ticket prices. You know, we the, sta the station I work at, we ran a story about, you know, earlier when the Packers were doing so bad. Ticket prices were kind of in free fall for every home game except one. And I think we all know which one I'm talking about. And that that is the Taylor Swift effect. And now that the Packers are relevant again, uh, I don't know what tickets are going to cost, but God almighty. Um, yeah. It's going to be insane, and um, I just oh, covering Taylor Swift that way. I'll, I'll talk more, Lindsay. Oh boy, that's going to be fun to cover as somebody who works in Green Bay media. Oh boy, <laughs> Swift, Swift fever. Um, but you know what? She's a positive role model. You know, it's she does a lot of good for the world. So, yep, absolutely. And you know, as long as and I think she, even she would agree with this. As long as that doesn't overtake the importance of the game and the game itself, 
you know, I, I don't think she would want that either. You know, that's the main thing. The focus is still got to be the game, but having her in little old green Bay is still a pretty darn cool story. It is. Yeah. It would just be, it would, it would be a cool thing for sure. Um, but, uh, but yeah, yes. it will be a good one, right? Like the chiefs are, the chiefs are not a team that we can sleep on by any stretch of the imagination. They are a, uh, a formidable opponent for us and, and likely one of the toughest that we've had all season that I can remember offhand. So Yep. It is uh it's going if we can show up the way that we showed up against the Lions and work out a few of these kinks and a few of these incompletions um incomplete passes and you know things like that small things like that if we can continue to work that out and show up in the way that we did I think we really have a shot and we'll cover more of that in our preview episode next week but that's but, my yeah, feelings. I'm- can you imagine if they won that game, though? Oh my, oh, it would my be god! Wild. Then you're talking the Packers. The, Pack- the Packers are back at six and six, and you've got, you know, after that, let's let's look further ahead here, quick. So you've got games against the Giants, Panthers, Bears, Vikings, and Buccaneers. I think most of those games are all winnable, outside of this one. Yeah, you know, the Panthers and Giants are very are not good. Um, you know, both starting backup quarterbacks. Uh, so I think, you know, you can chalk those up to wins. You know, I don't know what's going to happen with the Vikings. You know, Josh Dobbs has been playing remarkable. That's a heck of a story in and of itself. Uh, the Bears still suck. Uh, Tampa Bay's kind of hot and cold with Baker Mayfield. So that's kind of the bigger concern I've got. But the rest of them are extremely winnable. So let's say they do lose to the Chiefs. That puts them at six and seven. Let's give them Minnesota and Tampa Bay's losses. That gets you to nine. You know, you get to eight and nine or nine and eight, maybe that's, you know, Hey, that's, you could sneak into the playoffs like that. Cause the NFC to quote the, to quote the kids is very mid right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, we, we have a shot, which is um, pretty wild to think about again, considering where we were just a few weeks ago, uh, we thought it was all, you know, the season was over. There was no, like no point in even, yeah. But, uh, Damn, if they did not turn things around and make it a fun season. I'm really looking forward to the rest of it. Yeah, Mal- Malafleur's group has suddenly become a scrappy, scrappy bunch, you know, and for a, love the a coach and, you know, a team who, you know, under in his earlier years, you know, when the Packers would lose, they'd lose bad. Like, they'd get blown out. They're showing fight at least. So, you know, yes. a lot, lot can happen. So uh, that's really all I kind of got for this week. Lindsay, you got anything you want to add? Nope. Just uh, as always, go pack go, and we will see you guys here um, next week before the Chiefs game. Yep. So next week, obviously, we won't re- this serves as the recap of the Lions game, so we won't have that to quite look back at. Uh, but we will definitely have plenty of roster news. You know, the injury situation is still fluid. Uh, then we got that big game against the Chiefs on Sunday Night Football. Uh, can't wait for that one. So I will also second Lindsay's go pack go, and uh, we'll see everybody next week. See you next week, guys. Bye.